0: Hey, this is Ken Shamrock, the world's most dangerous man. You're listening to
1: WNS. You're listening to the official Wrestling News Source Podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or find us on Facebook by searching WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 countries, here are your hosts, Daniel Herron and Tyler Abair. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Daniel Heron, and welcome to episode 339 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, Stitcher, Beyond Pod, Player.fm. You know the drill. It's all by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at WNS Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Daniel. You can follow Tyler at Tyler Tyler underscore a bear Unfortunately he's not going to be here this week So uh, I was unable to find someone To uh, join me in the studio this week So it's going to be a one man show So it's going to be really weird So uh, so bear with me As, uh, as I do my best um, So welcome to the show Got lots to talk about uh, It feels so weird being in the studio With no one to talk to I can't make eye contact with anybody I'm freaking out man But we're going to try and push through it solo round let's have some fun we've got feedback we're going to talk about raw smackdown hot topics all that good stuff and more uh as far as you the listener how you guys doing hope you're doing all right as uh as tyler like i said won't be here this week he is uh, still in recovery mode from the uh from the hurricane harvey um we've gone out and uh Cleaned up his his parents' house, but uh, there's still a lot of a lot of work to be done. So uh, he's spending time doing that. But like I said, he will be back sooner rather than later. So let's just dive into our feedback this week. Uh, the first bit of feedback we have is from Canadian War Machine saying, "If you guys don't like Impact, that's that's fine. I remember you guys said you're just uh, so jaded because of those years of shit Dixie put them through. Uh, however, many people, including myself, believe they are putting on a good product creatively." Uh, creatively. They're trying to rebuild, but it's hard when a bunch of biased sites and shows like you guys keep bashing them. There's a lot of really good talent there, and they're bringing in more from other promotions like AAA, Crash, and Noah. If they go out of business, that isn't good for anybody except WWE. It takes a place for wrestlers to perform and for people to work. And I appreciate the feedback, Canadian War Machine. Uh, You know, like like I said in the past, I have been burnt so badly by TNA, by Global Force, whatever you want to call it, uh, that I just I've really lost interest in in their show. Um, But I don't I don't want them to go out of business. That's the thing because it is jobs for other people. It's extra crew on hand. It's just they have so many problems that they have to overcome. It seems they always get one step forward and then there's two or three steps back. So it's just. It's one of those things where it's like, God, how can you, you know, I don't know. But I don't want them to go out of business. I like the fact that there's uh, competition. I think WWE even wants competition. Um, That's why they try and do the brand splits like you're Raw and SmackDown. Um, Otherwise, you know, it would just be the same old bore. I don't know. Anyways, we thank you uh, for the uh, for the feedback, Canadian War Machine. Uh, certainly do appreciate it uh, for you taking the time to listen to the show and comment, uh, whether it be positive or negative or somewhere in between. Uh, next bit of feedback is from Ace McSpade saying, "I love the Mae Young Classic. My favorite is Tony Storm. She has a lot of charisma and a nice big ass. So there you go, Ace. You enjoy the visuals, I guess. Um, yeah, I I got to see the." finals of the Mae Young Classic. I did not get to see any of the episodes leading up to it. I heard there are a couple of matches that I need to check out, so I'll definitely go back and do that in my spare time, but uh, I guess we'll go ahead and talk about that. Carrie Sane winning the inaugural May Young Classic. That was, I tell you what, that match was enjoyable. Uh, they told a great story. The, uh, the arm, or the elbow, I'm sorry, uh, the elbow versus the ribs. The uh, the submissions that they broke out of that, uh, that Carrie Shane broke out of um, in order to get the victory. It was great storytelling. the The fact that they had so many female competitors uh, around the ring had an extra nice feel. The crowd was into it, so I I, I enjoyed it. So I'm gonna have to go back and, and check it out. But uh, but yeah, enjoy. Enjoy your uh, views, I guess you could say. Uh, final bit of feedback we have is from Clark saying, "What's your opinion about the direction of the promos delivered on WWE lately?" I was surprised during the first segment between Cena and Reigns, but then I noticed they were pushing some things that uh, when they can have when they have the chance. Take the Miz and Enzo segment as an example. Are you okay with having a worked air quote shoot promo, or do you like the basic promos that we've had years ago? And I'll talk a little bit about that, uh, you know, as we do, as I do my uh, Raw recap. But it's kind of surreal hearing them do these things. And as I guess we'll go ahead and talk about the uh, the Enzo and Old. Well, let's let's just dive into Raw and then we'll uh, then we'll work on it. How about that? Uh, Roman Reigns starts off Raw, defeats uh, Jason Jordan in a very fine matchup. The crowd was into it. They got behind Jason Jordan. They were behind Roman Reigns as well. Uh, Reigns ended up getting the work. Uh, getting the the win and uh, John Cena comes out and um, Cuts a another promo on him and he had this to say you Are gonna learn what real failure
0: is all about Roman Reigns Because week after week after week I come out here to give you a shot taking your ass to school and you fail and fail and fail. And that is not what the guy does. The guy steps up. The guy stays sharp. The guy does his homework, which is something you should have done before you drug your sorry ass out here. Looking at you now, you ain't got it in your homes. No mercy's gonna be a cakewalk. You say I'm not doing my job, but ticket sales are great. Revenue is sky high. Mm. WWE can make it without you. That's why you don't like me. WWE don't need you, John. You need WWE. And the fact of it is, you need WWE because, well, hell, he can't break into Hollywood, y'all. I'm serious, man, if you need help, I know a guy. You know, sometimes when people push you over the line, you got to fight fire with fire. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm going to put it in terms that even you can understand. At no mercy, consider me like a drug test, Holmes. You ain't getting past me.
1: I wasn't interested in the match before just because it's like, the two middle of the road guys where some of them are cheered some of them are booed uh, you know they're going up against each other it's like why do I want to see this I'm really intrigued I'm really interested I'm curious as to who's gonna go over uh, come uh, what is it no mercy yeah uh, so it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be really interesting. Uh, the next matchup, we got to see Sasha Banks defeating Emma. Nothing really to take away from this match. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax were uh, on commentary. And one of the things I found very interesting, if you recall just a couple of weeks ago, Nia Jax like, destroyed Alexa Bliss, and now they're suddenly on speaking terms again, and they're okay. And then there was a backstage segment where... Uh, Alexa talked to Nia and she's like hey I'm sorry about whatever so all of a sudden they're just okay again I don't I don't get it whatever Uh, after that we got to see Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman come out and uh, Paul Heyman doing his best on the mic as usual calling out Braun Strowman, saying hey you want to fight let's fight
0: not to ruin the box office appeal of Sunday night September 24th at the Staples Center in LA on a pay-per-view known as No Mercy but when they used to lock my client in the Broctagon, they would look him in the eyes and say, fighter, are you ready? So, fighter, are you ready? Because Braun Strowman, I know you're back there. And I know you're looking for your excuse to come down this aisle and fight Brock Lesnar. You're not running away like any mere mortal. No. You're waiting for your excuse to step up and fight Brock Lesnar. So your excuse fighter are you ready fighter ready fighter ready brock strowman brock lesnar
1: fight oh, brock looks ready <laughs> and and the brawl was in fact on right after that oh my god dude how much of a great rub is Braun Strowman getting out of this. He might lose at no mercy, but they are making him look so freaking dominant. We've been saying this since SummerSlam. the The way that Braun uh, Braun Strowman has been able to just manhandle or monster handle, however they want to phrase it, uh, Brock Lesnar, it's just been incredible because for the longest time, Brock Lesnar has been that untouchable beast. You cannot defeat this guy, and Braun Strowman is just throwing him around. He took the suplex, stood straight up, and said, "I'm not going to Suplex City." Delivered the choke slam, you know, laid him out, laid out the beast, uh, put his foot on his chest, held the championship overhand, and uh, man, I, I want this to happen. I want it to happen at No Mercy, just like I wanted it to happen for Joe uh, back at Great Balls of Fire uh i am worried that they're not going to pull the trigger again they're going to stick to their guns and and keep the title around uh Brock Lesnar even though that there's rumor that uh Brock Lesnar could be taking time off after uh no mercy so that's one of the questions i have for our listeners this week do you want should brock lesnar um Retain or should he go? Should he lose to Braun Strowman? Let me know in the comment sections whether it be on our Facebook page, whether it be on our Facebook group page, which if you're not part of, you should definitely join, or on our YouTube channel, WNS Video. Uh, let us know what you think about that. Uh, afterwards, we got to see Bray Wyatt going up against Goldust. Very short matchup. It was basically to drive home the point that, oh, someone walks around with paint on their face. They're just a normal person. So I brought this towel to show you all Goldust is a normal person underneath that paint. He's not so weird. And um, I saw a comment that that made me uh, wonder what had happened is, uh, where's Goldust's protege? I thought he was supposed to be getting one of those. Uh, He teased it that it was supposed to happen at SummerSlam and it is yet to happen. And uh, now he's losing to Bray Wyatt in about four minutes. Um, who knows? After that, we got to see Cesaro and Sheamus. They were supposed to be going up against Gallows and Anderson with Ambrose and Rollins on commentary. But the match never starts as Ambrose and Rollins brawl with Cesaro and Sheamus. Then Gallows and Anderson get in and get in on it. And uh, it sets up for a eight-person tag match later on that night for the main event. Got to see a quick match between Elias and Kalisto. Elias gets the win, big whoop. Uh, Then we got to see John Cena versus Braun. They were hyping it uh, the uh, the day before, the day of, and um, I was I was kind of looking forward to this. And uh, we got interrupted by commercials. But for what it was, I thought the match was fine. I was a little confused the fact that the uh, steel chair, uh, steel steps were involved. and then he did the running power slam onto the steel steps before the disqualification, that being Braun. Um, but John Cena gets the win via disqualification, so both guys come out looking okay. After that, man, uh, going back into the question that we had from earlier, Miz TV with uh, Enzo Amore, this uh, shoot style of uh, promo that we've been getting, man. It's uh, it's crazy, because we start things off, and uh, Miz has his normal... Attire on. He's got the sunglasses. Welcome to the most must-see segment of Raw Must-See Miz TV. Uh, he takes off his sunglasses, and to me, because there are a lot of people speculating on if this announcement is legit or not. To me, the removing of the sunglasses, the sort of excitement in his eyes, made it seem like this is legit. Apparently, Miz and Maurice are expecting a child. They're uh, 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 Maurice is pregnant. Uh, that's just the uh, that's the announcement that they made. But a lot of people question it because Maurice didn't make any sort of social media post beforehand. Uh, the, you know, they did take a jab at Jason Jordan saying, unlike Kurt Angle, I plan to be on be by my child's side the whole time. So the way I saw it, he took off the glasses to be vulnerable. That was his. This is us being real. We are expecting a child. Then he goes back into character to drop the Jason Jordan line. So, if that's the case, congratulations to Miz and Maurice. Uh, that's really exciting news. If it's not, if it's all storyline, congratulations, guys, because you guys pulled it off. And you made me buy into it. Uh, but Enzo Amore comes out and interrupts, and then we got this really heated. Uh, wording, with this heated promo from from Miz towards Enzo. My goodness.
0: When you came from NXT to WWE Monday Night Raw, you and Cass were the next big thing. You would sell out merchandise, pay-per-views with John Cena. Everyone loved Enzo and Cass, but look at you now. Time progresses and you don't know when to shut your mouth. You don't listen. You think you know everything better than everybody else. That's why you're kicked out of WWE tour buses and that is why you are kicked out of the WWE locker room. You think you chose to bring your personality to the cruiserweight division? There was nowhere else for you to go because no one on the WWE Monday night roster can stand you. I see so much, so much freaking talent in you, but you make mistake after mistake after mistake, and I am sick of watching it. Me and you have been in similar situations, but you and I have got nothing in common. You made enemies in that locker room because you copied everybody. You copied the likes of Chris Jericho and Ric Flair. Well, maybe this gets annoying, all right? But I'll tell you one thing about this. This and I, we are original.
1: I don't know about you guys, but I personally loved this uh, back and forth uh, promo between Enzo and Miz. The thing is, is that not... Every wrestling fan out there follows the news sites, the dirt sheets, uh, so closely. So, a lot of people might not have been understanding what Miz was referring to as far as the you're getting kicked off the tour bus, you're not allowed in the locker rooms, uh, there's nowhere for you to go right now. They, some of the fans might not grasp that. So, it is sort of blurring the lines between reality and, uh, and the entertainment aspect. But, man, I'm loving the delivery at least because. They're showing emotion. They're showing charisma. They're not just copy and paste of, oh, well, I'm going to beat you up, and you're going to beat me up, and we're just going to see who the better man is. So, in regards to the question that we got earlier, I do like this. Um, I, I like the shoot style, but there is, there is that fine line of what's going to connect with the audience, because if you're not following the product outside of what you see on TV... You're going to be lost. You're not going to understand what's going on. Um, So, you know, not everyone knows that. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. But, you know, not everyone knows that Enzo has been getting heat backstage. They're just watching Raw and they're watching SmackDown and that's it. So whenever someone comes out and says that, they're like, wait, what? What are you what are you even talking about? But this led into a matchup between Enzo and The Miz. And uh, the match itself wasn't that great. I mean, there was a lot of emotion to it, then they grabbed the microphones and started spatting off against one another, and that just kind of drove it away, because that's not professional on either side, because, you know, you're supposed to be in a match, all your attention's supposed to be on that. If you're gonna talk smack, talk smack. You don't have to have the microphone. Um, I did chuckle a bit at the uh, at the Enzo line where he's like, "Hey, I'm not gonna be asking how you doing. You should be asking your baby who's your daddy." And that sent Miz into a frenzy. Um, the Miz Taraj got involved, getting uh, getting Miz disqualified. But they uh, they certainly took out their aggressions on Enzo. And then backstage, uh, Enzo was laughed at by Neville, so he doesn't find. Uh, Enzo to be too much of a threat. Uh, That took us into the main event of Raw. Rollins, Ambrose, Hardy Boys uh, teaming up to go up against Cesaro, Sheamus, Gallows, and Anderson. This match was kind of just thrown together. and wasn't no real implications unless we're going to see like a fatal four-way tag match, holla holla play us at No Mercy, which there is a possibility for that. Um, It would at least round out everything. and um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that progresses, as we have one week before No Mercy, uh, Miz doesn't have an opponent, we still don't have clarification on who's going to be challenging for the tag team championships, so hopefully uh, next week on Raw, we get some clarification. Moving on over to SmackDown, we got the uh, Kevin Owens Show. He came out uh, basically saying, uh, Welcome to the Kevin Owens Show. I am in charge now. Uh, Since I'm going to be suing everybody involved in WWE, uh, first things first, Sami Zayn, you're going to be fired. Tom Phillips and Byron Saxton, you're going to be wearing the same suit. Not two suits, one big suit with the two of you together, because y'all sound so alike. I can't distinguish you uh, anyways. That actually was a pretty funny line. Uh, He said the fashion files are going to be canceled. Then Daniel Bryan came out and told us what we already knew is that Vince McMahon would be there later on that night. Uh, Opening contest. One of the things I did like about this SmackDown is that they announced at least three matches before, like the week before. So they had an entire week to build up to it. Why is it so hard for Raw to do that? I don't understand. All of their... Main event matches are thrown together at the last minute or at the opening segment of Raw. I just don't get it. Uh, It's not wise booking to me if people don't know what to expect going in. I mean, maybe there is this sort of surprise element, maybe. But other than that, it it would just make more sense. It would give people a reason to tune in, you know, instead of saying, oh, I'm going to watch Monday Night Football. Because we are back in football season and uh, the ratings tend to dip whenever uh, whenever Raw goes up against Monday Night Football. So, I don't know. I just figured they would try and make more of an effort to to get those viewers to stay. But we'll see. So, uh, opening contest, AJ Styles going up against Ty Dillinger for the U.S. title. Uh, it was an okay match. Um, didn't get to see all of it, obviously, because of commercial interruptions and all that. I really wish they would cut that out sometimes. They go to... they. You know, you get to see the backstage segment, you see the entrances, and then one minute into the match, you go to commercial, go to four minutes of commercial, come back, and you see the last three minutes of the match. Maybe it's one of those things where it's it's more for the crowd that's there. You know, they paid to be there, and we're just, you know, eavesdropping and getting a continu- continuation of the story. I don't know. I would just prefer to watch the match. And I know in the, U- in the U.S., they do, um, they do sort of a... Picture in a picture where you get to see the match while the commercials are playing, but it's just the audio. And that's just too distracting for me. Um, I tend to zone out during that, but that's just me. But AJ Styles ends up retaining the U.S. title after uh, Baron Corbin made his presence known. He attacked uh, both AJ Styles and Ty Dillinger and told AJ Styles, next week, I'm your opponent. So deal with that. Uh, After that we got to see a backstage segment with Rusev Saying he returned to his home country over the weekend uh, And he was viewed as a loser in the eyes of his family It was actually to celebrate the one year anniversary Between he and Lana, congratulations on them Um, But he said he knows what he has to do To get back to what he was And that is to break a legend So, could be a person, could be a... I don't know, we'll have to see After that we got... Probably the lowest part of SmackDown Live uh, this week, the Jinder Mahal promo where he's mocking Shinsuke Nakamura.
0: My preparation is not only physical, it is mental. How do I know what the artist is going to be thinking? I get inside of his head. What do you see when you see this image? Do you see inspiration? Do you see motivation? What I see is constipation. And then there's this one. This right here is Shinsuke Nakamura when he's listening to Michael Jackson thinking, "What can I rip off next?" And then there's this one. Ah, uh, the far too familiar face of Shinsuke Nakamura when somebody yells out, "God That's racist. They will tell you you look like
1: Pikachu is having a seizure. Who in the hell wrote this? That was awful. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not even in the. It's bad, so I'm gonna boo you. It's the. It, it was the. This is so bad, I'm gonna change the channel. I. What were they thinking with it? I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand why Shinsuke Nakamura didn't come out and just attack him or anything. Like they're not. They're not building the tension. It's more just a. Oh, you you suck kind of thing I don't whatever I just that was terrible uh, after that at least we had a palate cleanser we had the new day going up against the Usos in a Sin City street fight and um, this match was a lot of fun had a lot of action a lot of good stuff uh, Usos proving why they are one of the best tag teams uh, in the on the roster right now new day managing to find a way to get the win To become four-time tag team champions, the crowd was happy. Let me know what you think. Are you happy that New Day are champs again, or would you have preferred it to stay with Usos uh, a little longer? Because I know they just did the title switch again. They're just passing it back and forth, back and forth. So um, let me know what you think. Uh, after that, we got to see another championship match: Nat- Natalia going up against Naomi. I thought this one, this match was okay. Nothing really great. Uh, Carmella was uh, at ringside uh, with uh, James Ellsworth, and Ellsworth was on a leash, so she's keeping him in check, I guess. I don't know. He seemed Ellsworth seemed pretty embarrassed to be there because his face was pretty red. But um, the matchup. It was what it was. Natalya ends up getting the victory to retain the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, after that, we got to see another promo from uh, Dolph Ziggler. He came out as Bailey, came out as the Ultimate Warrior saying, Oh, the entrances aren't doing it for you all. Blah, 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 blah. You don't deserve me. I don't care about any of you. But, Uh, I did see a comment where people are speculating that they're going to see Bobby Roode go up against Dolph Ziggler because you know he's talking about the love of the entrances. Oh, this will get over with the crowd, so why not have the glorious one go up against Dolph Ziggler? Uh, We'll see how that pertains uh, in the coming weeks. After that, we got to see the team of Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable going up against the Hype Bros. Pretty quick matchup. Hype Bros fall to Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable. Uh, After the match... Um, high bros were or Benjamin and Gable extended their hands uh, in good sportsmanship. Zach Ryder refused and walked out uh, after the match. And then uh, after SmackDown, uh, Mojo Riley had this to say:
0: "Man, this is disappointing for us. I mean, this is very disappointing for us. I mean, before Broski got hurt, we were number one contenders. After Broski got hurt, I won the Battle Royal at WrestleMania." I'm still the only person on SmackDown that's beaten WWE champion Jinder Mahal. Man, I accomplished a lot while he was gone, and now that we're a team again, man, we can't even win a match. Opportunities do not come often here in the WWE, and right now we are wasting every single one of them. You know, I, I wish I could tell you I knew what was wrong, but I, the fact of the matter is, I don't. I don't know.
1: So it looks like we're going to be seeing the breakup of the uh, the Hype Bros. I know, much to the dismay of many of our listeners out there, they're going to be so sad. Um, but it looks like we're going to be seeing a, a heel Zack Ryder, which we haven't seen in quite some time. Uh, I think the last time we saw it was uh, whenever he was an edgehead, maybe. Correct me on that one. Let me know if I'm wrong, but um, it's it's been a while. But after that, we got to see just a 72 year old man doing stuff a 72 year old man shouldn't be doing. Uh, Vince McMahon comes out to address Kevin Owens. He talks about how yeah, I did suspend Shane McMahon, but it's because he didn't kick your ass. Um, he didn't finish the job. You you basically basically said you deserved the ass kicking that you got. And uh, so what I, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to set you and Shane in a match. Hell in a cell. that's what the match is going to be. So the two of you are going to duke it out. And Kevin Owens responds by saying, hey, okay, well, you know, if that match is going to happen, then I want you to promise me that uh, you're not going to fire me for kicking, kicking your son's ass. And I want you to promise me uh, that I can beat a McMahon senseless. And Mr. McMahon thinks about it and says, All right, you got my word. I promise. And, um, Owens was very careful in his wording, delivers a huge headbutt. And, uh, watching it live, I was just, I was shocked. Um, The fact that it that it happened, he didn't put his hands up to try and protect. It was a straight head-on head collision. Uh, As soon as Vince went went down, you could see the swelling and the uh, the blood coming through the pores, and he started bleeding, dude. It it was a hard way he hit, and uh, (laughs) it was nasty. Um, I can't I can't imagine being that old and taking a shot like that. Like I understand it's for, air quote, the greater good. But, I mean, I'm sure he wasn't expecting to bleed, but it certainly added to it. Uh, he managed to stand back up, try to attack Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens knocked him down again. Um, officials came out to try and help and get Kevin Owens away. Kevin Owens ran up, delivered a super kick, and it connected flush, too. Uh, if you go back and watch it, it I mean, it, it it caught Vince along the jawline. So... Um, that or he sold it amazingly. Um, then Kevin Owens threw out one of the referees, went to leave, but he climbed up to the top rope again, delivered the frog splash to, uh, to Mr. McMahon, and my goodness, um, they, <laughs> uh, they must have some big plans for, for Kevin Owens because you do not do that to the boss and get away with it. But one, Mr. McMahon did make a promise, so he could do it. But the fact that he did it, and he did it so strongly, it was uh, it was crazy to see. Um, so we'll have to see what's going to happen to Kevin Owens in the in the coming weeks. I'm I'm very intrigued with what they're doing because uh, they haven't had a character build like this, and uh, you know, it it parallels that of what someone could center Stone Cold. It's the guy versus the authority figure. Uh, they tried to do it with. A few people in the past, and it's just for whatever reason it doesn't connect. But Kevin Owens, man, that's that's the guy to look look forward to. Uh, going into hot topics, I'm sorry if this this show is running a little short. It's hard to to do a full-fledged hour-long show as we uh, normally do, or hour, hour and a half, two hours. Uh, but there's there's no one in the studio with me. I'm uh, literally just talking in a room by myself. But um, I hope you guys are enjoying the show. Anyways, let me know uh, either on Twitter, at WNS underscore Daniel, or, uh, or on the Facebook pages, whatever. Going into hot topic news, uh, Mick Foley has undergone a successful knee surgery. So they said that uh, his hip surgery that he had a while back was going to be, well, it was successful. Everything went well, but he was still going to have that limp uh, that you kind of notice the past few months, whenever he would walk down to the ring, he still kind of has that limp and that's for the knee surgery. So that's to repair that. So he says in a few months, he should be, you know, good to go. And uh, I certainly hope that the recovery is a quick one and is successful and that he is uh, pain free. Uh, they also announced on raw that Oscar will be going to the raw roster. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, still a ways away from my understanding it's still probably four weeks or so, uh, before she makes her debut on raw. So that'll give us plenty of time for them to build. And I hope, I hope that they treat her right. Uh, not like what they've done with Bailey. I hope she becomes a huge success right out of the gate. And, um, and yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, one thing that I forgot to to write down is that the winner of the Mae Young Classic, uh, and the name escapes me now because I didn't write I whatever, uh, I accidentally deleted it. Um, she's going to be facing a couple of women or something along those lines at the NXT Takeover in Houston in November. So that's going to be the winner. The winner of that match is going to win the vacated uh, NXT Women's Championship. So be on the lookout for that. Um, Alberto El Patron is going to be returning to GFW, supposedly around Bound for Glory, if not at Bound for Glory. So uh, for those of you who are GFW fans, there's something to look forward to if you're Alberto fan as well. Uh, Rosemary, she announced that she is cleared to return to the ring following the sexy star incident, which is awesome to hear. I'm glad that uh, there was no long-term damage done uh, to, to her arm. So, uh, best of luck to her as she uh, returns to the ring. According, according to PW Insider, the stable of Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish have officially been named the Undisputed Era I don't know how I feel about that one yet. Uh the shirts are available on WWE's shop, so you can go to their website to uh to check it out now. So that's pretty much going to do it for this week. Uh I, again. I apologize for a short show. I hope you guys enjoyed my ramblings as a one-man podcast this week. Um I added the audio clips is just a little little something to help me get through this episode. so I certainly appreciate everyone for taking the time to listen to this show. If you have any questions or comments, leave it on our YouTube channel, WNS Video. Uh, If you're subscribed to our show on iTunes, feel free to leave us a review. We love seeing those. We haven't gotten one in a while. So if you're a, uh, a new listener and you're enjoying the show, feel free to leave an iTunes review. And uh, we make sure to post those on our uh, Facebook page. And if you happen to be outside of the United States, let us know by posting on the uh, on the Facebook page, WNS Podcast, and, um, and we'll go to that particular iTunes area and uh, and find the review because we want to make sure that we thank everyone for taking time not only to listen to the show but also to uh, take time to write a review so we certainly do appreciate it uh, like I said you can leave your que- questions and comments on our YouTube channel you can check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com and WrestlingNewsSource.com on Facebook you can subscribe to our show on iTunes BeyondPod, Player.fm Satchel, Stitcher all those good things I mean heck you can just do a Google search and type in Podcast. Or wrestling news source podcast, and you're bound to find us. Um, we do have t shirts available if you go to our uh, Facebook page, WNS Podcast. We have a little button uh, right at the top of the page, and it says click here or shop now, whatever, one of the ones. Just click on that, and it'll take you to um, T Public. Or if you go to tpublic.com, you can search WNS Podcast and uh, hopefully find our shirts on there as well. You can follow us on Twitter at WNS Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Daniel. And I apologize if anyone tries to reach out to me and I don't respond right away. For whatever reason, I don't get notifications on my phone. I've turned it off and on and off and on over and over again for whatever reason. Uh, it just does not seem to be working for me. It lets me know for the podcast uh, Twitter handle, but not my personal one. So, uh, I am at WNS underscore Daniel. Tyler is at Tyler underscore A-Bear. You can also follow him on Instagram help make him famous. Uh, A-Bear underscore Mode, I believe that's what it was. So, uh, make sure to go and check him out. He posts uh, some wacky, crazy videos and stuff on his page. So, uh, so yeah, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, for the podcast crew, by myself, I'm Daniel Heron, and we will catch you you all next week.